0: this is Rachel. Welcome to the Recovery Daily Podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about where does hope come from? And as I was thinking about this topic, I was trying to figure out is hope something that grows inside of us? Or is hope something that is given to us? So I took a trip down memory lane and I was thinking about um, the two instances here that I've been dealing with in recovery um, and when I first felt hope and where did it come from? So when I was closing in on my bottom as an alcoholic, I was drinking around the clock, so um, the only time I did not have a, a glass up to my mouth is when I was sleeping. I was literally drinking around the clock, and I was isolating myself. Uh, really, few of my memories during that time involve another person. I, I don't really recall other people's faces during that time I do have vivid memories of my own face in fact there was one time in particular and I as I recall it it was the evening that I made the decision that I was going to go back to rehab and I had gotten up, I went into the bathroom, I looked in the mirror, and I whispered to myself, you're already dead, because that's what I looked like. I looked in the mirror, and I was like, you're, at this point, it's not about killing yourself. You're already dead. You are an empty shell. That's what I felt like, that I was just dead on the inside. And it was it was slowly taking me over from the inside out. I remember my mom coming over at one point. Um, my daughter was there in the house, and, and I was in bed. I couldn't get up. Um, I was just nauseous. I kept having to go run to the bathroom and throw up. It was the morning. Um, which is was typical for a morning and I, I don't know why I guess my mom knew that I was in bad shape and she came over and she was pretty much laying into me you know pretty much like Rachel you've got to get your shit together get up and get your shit together um, get out of bed and I was just like I can't I can't I can't and I remember I didn't look at her, but I remember my young daughter standing there watching this. Um, I can't imagine what she, what she was thinking. Over the years, we have discussed what she was thinking, and um, and maybe uh, if she's willing, I can save that for another episode. But I talked about yesterday have how, how my best self. Coexists with others. And as I recall, this bottom in my active alcoholism, I was alone. So I certainly was not nearly my best self. At my bottom, there's really only room for me. In that dark place inside me, there's only room for me. Because it's filled with so much crap, Um, there's nobody else there but, but me. And recently, a couple weeks ago, I talked about how I was feeling like I don't want to live like this with my stroke symptoms. I was in so much discomfort and pain. That I was thinking to myself, if this is the way it's going to be, count me out. I don't want to live like this. And as I have been improving ever so slowly over the past couple weeks, I've got a few symptoms that have started to go away. Um, I've had a couple sharp pains in my head. I had one today. I had one yesterday. Um, But for the most part, those are those are very intermittent that that's happening. Um, I've uh, I'm still dealing with a a terrible amount of of just um, mm, it's hard to explain it. It's just like uh, it's, it's headaches. It's definitely headaches, but it's also like a hangover feeling. It's nausea for sure. It's, um, there's actually, it's pressure. It's the rubber band feeling, all of that stuff. That's, that's still there right now. Um, and when I wake up in the mornings, especially the past, couple days when I wake up I'm not having that overwhelming hangover feeling that I had been having last week and so that's positive that means I'm improving and I want to say but but I'm gonna say and it takes just a couple seconds and I remember because I'm not waking up with that hangover feeling It takes a couple seconds before I remember my condition. And and when I do, that hope that I somehow acquired a couple weeks ago, um, I feel it get weighed down. I feel it sink, you know, kind of sink into my gut. And day by day, over the past couple weeks, I feel myself teeter-tottering in and out of my low and back up to hope. And what I'm trying to think through is, where did the hope come from two weeks ago? And what makes it come back? When I'm feeling down, what makes it come back? I want to wake up and think about all the things I get to do today. But in those, that's that's what I'm thinking in those first several seconds when I wake up. I, I want to think, because when I got sober, that's what, that's what, um, my mornings evolved into I used to wake up when I was drinking and think I don't want to face the day I'm gonna put the blanket back over my head I'm gonna call in sick I'm gonna you know I I'm not gonna face the world and today in sobriety I I don't want to say I jump out of bed like freaking you know Anastasia and Enchanted or any anything if you've seen that excellent movie but I do wake up ready I'm ready to suit up and show up to whatever is in front of me that day I'm excited I am excited when I wake up in the morning but lately I have this heaviness that's weighing down all these lofty ideas about what I'm gonna do that day, and um, I felt it today when I woke up this morning. I thought, it's Monday. I thought, oh yeah, I'm on short-term disability, and then I thought, oh yeah, I can't do anything. That was the that's what, that's what went through my head. It was that order, and then I just kind of deflated back into my mattress and um and that sucks that's not I'm not used to I'm not used to encountering those thoughts at least not not in the past uh seven years maybe yeah I mean seven years the time since I got sober it's really become that I I'm it didn't happen right away when I got sober but but um, I, I'm, I'm always very good about putting together, like, my agenda for the day and what I'm going to do so that I have something to look forward to. And so I'm really challenged right now coming up with s- mm, stuff to do. I have stuff to do. But I can only do one, maybe two things during an entire day, because when I do one thing, I have to take like a two-hour nap, and that's anything doesn't matter what I'm doing. I went and got my hair done today, and when I got home, um, I had to take a two-hour nap because it was a lot. I had to ride in the car, and then I had to sit in the in the hair salon for a couple hours and there's a mirror in front of me and you know the multiple dimensions that are introduced by standing in front of a mirror well I had to shut my eyes the whole time that I was in there getting my hair done. So um, it's just that's the thing it's it doesn't matter what I do during the day. it's anything um walking. I I am looking forward to being able to walk my dog and right now it's it's enough for me to walk them across the street to the grassy area and and give them a little potty break. That's enough for me. So so when did I first start to begin to feel hope. And what what change happened that gave birth to that hope? When, when I was outside two weeks ago, and I talked about it in maybe my first episode. When I talked about uh, it, I explained how I was sitting out on my front porch and... Um, the wind was blowing. It was really beautiful. It was, I think, kind of cloudy. But it was beautiful outside. And I was very tearful, because I knew that I had to make a change. And what, what happened that brought that decision to mind that I need to save myself it's time Rachel you're going to save yourself you're going to make a change um, when I couldn't stop drinking you know I keep drawing parallels with these because they're so related um, when we make a decision that we need to save ourselves and so when I when I couldn't stop drinking and I looked in the mirror that night and i realized you're already dead there's nothing there's nothing good right now in your like there's nothing good that's happening you're you're killing yourself you're poisoning yourself what happened that made me pick up the phone i was i you know i was by myself at that point what made me Um, pick up the phone and reserve a bed at Inova Cat's alcohol treatment center or addiction treatment center. What happened? And so that's what I wanted to think through, and that's what I'm talking through today. Both times I was alone when I made the decision However, both times I had been talking to people earlier in the day and both times there was an individual. Now, people have been telling me in both situations, people were telling me over and over again, you know, Rachel, you're going to die if you keep drinking. Rachel, you have to take care of yourself. You have to put your health first. People had been telling me that ad nauseum both times, but towards the end, when I actually made that difficult decision to make a change and shift, you know, shift my sales, at that moment, I remember the same thing happening in both situations. Somebody said to me, and it was a different person in both, in both scenarios, it's okay to try again. It's okay to let go. It's okay to go. We're going to be okay while you're away. Go rest. Go take care of yourself. It wasn't the... Rachel, I'm telling you you need to do this. Rachel, you gotta do this. Rachel, you gotta do that. It was when the person said to me, It's okay. It's time to let go. There's a there's a book that's very well known in um, the world of sobriety, <laughs> and it's called Drop the Rock. And it occurred to me when I was thinking through all of this. That drop the rock uh, could be relevant to my decision to, uh, you know, today to to start um, back to vision therapy and going to the doctor and really um, grabbing a hold of this this uh, disability that I'm that I'm experiencing and do something about it. Um, that, that it could apply to that so I was thinking about breaking that book back out again it's really a, a great book um so so as i as I recalled in both situations that i had this person that said to me it's okay it's time to let go i was thinking through so i i was thinking through where are all the things Places that hope grows. So hope could be a gift someone gives you. They can hand it over to you because they have enough for both of you. Hope could be piecing together memories of times where hard work paid off. You know, you got something great out of working hard in the past. So remembering that saying, hey, I did I did I did this already once before. You know, that could be where hope is born. Hope could just be an alternative to dying desperation. But again, is hope something that grows inside me, or is hope something that is dropped around me like a blanket? The one thing that I'm sure of, that that I came to the conclusion of, uh, through through all of these these thoughts and talking through this, is that. Hope lives inside my best self. And as, and as I keep saying, my best self coexists with others. So I believe that hope is something that we give to each other. I think we all hold on to hope all the time. We're all holding on to hope. And we have the ability to recognize when we need to share it, when we need to share hope with one another. The only way, this is a, again another thing that, that is very well known in my sobriety program, is in order to keep it, we need to give it away. And I think that that very much holds true when it comes to hope as well. This evening, I got a call from my boss, and I was taking my post-hair appointment nap, <laughs> and then I got a second call from my boss, and I had been—I don't know—taking the dogs out to do their um, to do their business, and so my boyfriend came upstairs, and he peeked in the room and he said uh, oh I had picked up the phone to call my boss back and, um, and he, my boyfriend looked in the room and he was like he's not going to answer because he's on the phone with me <laughs> and I was like oh and um, and I bring that up because that is where hope comes from for me it's when somebody's thinking about me calls me, and just that gesture tells me, it's okay. It's okay. Keep going, you know. You can do this. And he doesn't have to say that to me. He doesn't have to say, Rachel, it's okay. You can do this. Just the call. How are you doing? And And what I need to remember while I'm going through this now is that when I build up enough hope to share during this time, I need to call somebody and share it because in order for me to keep my hope, I need to give it away and I need to share it with others. So that's what I got today and um Lots of fireworks going on outside, so hopefully, you didn't hear any bang, bang, banging out there. Um, so thanks, and I'll uh, talk to you tomorrow.